1: Yep, that's right. I know i am stood here. I know the camera is on. And while 99% of the time I enjoy WWE Smackdown, something they did last night, well, it's made me a really sad panda. Cause we're just going to get into it now. That's right. I'm destroying the intro. But after weeks of building up RK Bro versus The Usos for the Unified Tag Team Championships, which I was very excited about, WWE took it. And they flushed it down the toilet. But yes, we will get into that in due course, but just now if you look at me going, Simon, what's wrong? Why do you have such a forlorn face? It's this. I <laughs> mean, realistically, I'll get over it, because it's just wrestling and it's there to entertain us, but sometimes. Otherwise, oh, hello, yes, my name is Simon Miller from What Culture Wrestling. Thank you for joining me as always. Come and do this dance. Don't do it. It's weird. And it is time to take the finger of power, which is currently broken, but almost fixed, and give the good bits an up and the bad bits a down the latest episode, <laughs> what are we doing, of WWE Smackdown. Our big still cage match kicked off Smackdown this week. It seems a little bit much. It was, of course, Drew McIntyre taking on Sami Zayn. And honestly, these two are just great because they totally understand their characters. Like, I'm sure when Sami Zayn was growing up and dreaming about being a professional wrestler, at least for a few days, he wanted to be the big tough guy. But now he is the cowardly, scared, conspiracy theory, crazy person. Well, it just works. It's like a well-put-together pantomime. And I mean that as a compliment. I mean, it was still absolutely ridiculous that even though we had made a steel cage match to stop Sami Zayn running away, which he's done over the last few weeks, we had kept in the rule where you're allowed to run away. So the bell went ding. Ding ding, dings! That's the noise that bells makes. And what's the first thing that Sam did? He tried to go over the top. Anywho, he did fail in this because Drew grabbed him and threw him to the floor. And then he picked up Sami Zayn and he threw him into the side of the cage and he threw him into the side of the cage. As the crowd started to chant, do it again, Drew, do it again. So we as wrestling fans are absolutely barbaric. Drew Gulak was then shown as the guest timekeeper. So I was like, oh man, what the flub are we going to do with him later? And you will find out. And once again, Sami was then trying to escape the cage. But this time when McIntyre went after him, he grabbed Drew's head. He smashed it into the steel. And then he gave him this wonderful looking sunset bob. Back back if he was then making Mortal Kombat Scorpion references on commentaries. So I was like, man, that is absolutely fantastic. And Sami Zayn did get a lot of offense here. Again, he was using the metal to his advantage. And he even hit the halluva kick. But come on now, don't be ridiculous. There would be more chance of my hair sprouting back. Zay never winning this match. Because eventually, Drew caught him for one final time and gave him this crazy superplex from the top of the cage, kind of, but it was still absolutely badass. He hit the Claymore kick. One, two, three. I suppose this mini feud is done, but it was fine while it lasted. Up. WWE then recapped the contract signing they did last week between Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair, even though later on we were going to have another contract signing. We're also in the back with Charlotte Flair, and I swear she said something like, there's no way I can be embarrassed because everybody adores me. And I was like, wait a minute, she's just taken two sentences and pushed them together. The point is later, we're gonna have a beat the clock challenge and Charlotte does think she's gonna win. And boy, howdy, just wait till we get to that. Happy talk was next. And you know my feelings with this. WWE is telling a simple story and everybody involved is doing a good job. Hammy Corbin was out first and he noticed that his show was better now because Mad Cat Moss isn't here anymore and he's not making these terrible jokes. And as you know, I stand side by side with Baron here because Mad Cat thinks it's funny to laugh about people that have lost their hair. Do you not think we've been through enough? His ultimate joke though, was that he was going to destroy the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal trophy, which he had stolen last week. So that's what he did. He knew Mad Cat wasn't at the arena. <laughs> he got a sledgehammer, which means somewhere Triple H was going, no, don't do it. And of course, just as he was about to break it, Mad Cat Moss had disguised himself as like a stagehand. He whipped the absolute crap conductor hands out of Baron Corbin. They'll do him back to the pay-per-view. Mad Cat Moss will win. We should then change up his gimmick and push him to the moon and see if we can make a brand new star. He could be like SmackDown's Austin Theory, up. ricochet, then defeated Shanky. And that's all I got. We I mean, only went three minutes, and Jinder Mahal kept interfering because, of course, he did. And because Shank's is a big dude, he beat up Rick for a little bit. Then O'Shea remembered, "Oh man, I've got super duper agile powers." Start to fight back. The only problem I do have is that he did win after the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the backwards. And as I'm going to keep saying and running to the ground, if we have given this to Xavier Woods as his finisher, can't we just do other things when it comes to other matches? I mean, you don't see people up in here giving Superman punches unless their name is Roman Reigns. But I will put that to one side for just now. I'm happy that Ricochet is still the Continental Champion, that was gibberish, but let's give him a proper feud they sink his teeth into. Dinder and Shanky after this fell out too. That's right. My heart was going, Shanky, you're absolute crap and I hate you. (laughs) For some reason, he just went, no. I was like, all right, well, I guess you've got your point across. But why wouldn't you split these dudes up? I mean, by my reckoning, they've been together for about five minutes and that's long enough. We just had a gibberish interview with Raquel Rodriguez and maybe, just maybe, we should stop scripting her. It would be appreciated. Because she went, nah, I'm not nervous because I look good. I'm only kidding, I am actually really nervous. Now, she was joking, but it was still utter nonsense. But then at least she did come to the ring and she absolutely squashed Cat Cardoza. Cat jumped Raquel to start this thing as well, which was a terrible idea because she then got rocked with a clothesline. She got rocked with a couple of fallaway slams. She just got hit by the power bomb. And this couldn't have gone more than a minute. Raquel Rodriguez gets the big win. Finally. Hopefully we do focus more on this side going forward too because she is an intimidating presence. So I'm going to give it an up.
0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. BlueNile.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: Luke Vid then told us that Walter Gunther, in general, man, absolutely deserves our respect. Otherwise, he's going to chop the ship out of you, which he probably would do. When, yes, everybody sit down, everybody get ready. It was time for the contract signing. And it was between RK Arcade Bro and the Usos. And as already stated, it was just wrecked by what they decided to do here. Because I had so much anticipation and so much intrigue for this match. And I can only presume because WWE didn't really understand what else they could do for a main event. They took it and they just chucked it in their ass. I don't even know what that means. The short version is it started a brawl because contract signings always do that when Roman Reigns came out and basically caused the distraction. This allowed Jimmy and Jay Uso to start beating everybody up. But because RK bro needed a friend, Roman Reigns needs a new food, who came out to help them? It was Drew McIntyre. He wasn't having any of this, so he beat the hair off Roman. Just before he came out, Reigns had taken the contract, ripped it up, and stuck the remnants in Riddle's mouth. I was like, that's not a normal thing to do. And this is when it got absolutely crazy, because we went to the back. Paul Heyman found Adam Pearce and said, no, let's not worry about this unified tag team match, and let's do a six-man instead. Adam Pearce went, no, we're not going to do that. And then five minutes later, a graphic popped up screen that basically said actually we changed our minds we're doing it. So seriously, I would actually have preferred if Drew McIntyre Roman Reigns weren't on the pay-per-view you know, premium live event at all. I think that RK-Bro and The Usos have put so much time into this feud and they've come up with this idea We're like, oh my gosh, who's going to win? They could have main evented it and if nothing else, that would have been something different. So it just felt like such a misstep and it's happening too close to backlash. And the most important part is I felt disappointed. And you should never watch wrestling and go, oh, that's not the point. It's meant to be an upward curve. So we don't just have to give it a down. Then it's been a while. We've got to give it the brown down. I just don't know why we did it. Now we then defeated Shayna Baszler. And I went... What is going on? And the match was fine too, but it's the logic behind it. If Shayna and Natalia are going on to face the Women's Tag Team Champions, and WWE wants you to believe they have a chance, which they probably don't, Shayna should win here, so the commentators can go, well, if she won in singles competition, maybe they can do it in a tag. Because apparently when they do that, they move to Ye Olde England. But no, and the real issue here is that Naomi won after she hit the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. And I've already made my feelings clear about this, plus I'm still a little bit upset about the whole RK-Bro thing. I'm giving it a doubt. The bad guys did beat up the good guys instantly after this, but again, if you want to put the spotlight on them, just let them have a victory. I do enjoy everything between Shameless, rich Holland, and Butch though. I know, I'm an idiot. But that is correct. It is just getting sillier and sillier, too, because Seamus and Ridge have put up all these posters trying to find Butch, saying, oh, my gosh, our friend is missing. And we've got this absolutely ridiculous segment where Michael Cole is going, oh, well, where is Butch? Maybe he's in Italy. Maybe he's in the UK. Maybe he's at Coachella. I was like, what is wrestling? It's so weird. And when these two were also disgusting where they put up the posters, they realized that they had put them up in the exact same area. Now, that all sounded terrible in explanation, but you could tell they've just gone, all right, if this is our lot, we're going to have fun with it. So surprise, surprise, I have fun too. This is the to Xavier Woods versus Ridge Holland. And as ever, the New Day are just so on point because they did a promo coming to the ring going, <laughs> we've been together since 2014 and we've never fallen out. You've been together for like three weeks and you're already arguing. It's true. Otherwise, this was just a really good wrestling match. But yes, I have to double down on it. How did Xavier win with the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment? The backwards. So if this is his finishing move, you can't have two other people doing it on the same show. People weren't busting out tombstones when we saw The Undertaker and we got to protect it in the same way. I mean, he's absolutely smashed it by coming up with this idea and somebody really should have come up with it sooner. But it has to be treated in the right way as you can tell, I just think he's a genius for doing it in the first place. WWE then went full WWE, cause Sheamus was so mad that Ridge Holland lost, he instantly challenged Kofi Kingston to a match. And of course, Kofi was defeated because WWE is absolutely obsessed with 50-50 booking. It was entertaining though, and the Irishman won with a bro kick after Kofi had gone for a flying nothing and just got kneed right in the face. He followed up with his finish, 1-2-3, and afterwards they also got Xavier Woods, and they threw him through Terry the table. The feud is fun though, and I do like Butch for all of my sins. We just need to protect the backwards. This is my new saying, protect the backwards... It you know, doesn't make any sense, I'm still giving it up. I also realised during this that WWE has also treated Sheamus in reverse. Like, while the Irish thing has always been a part of his character, it's actually become more Irish from start to finish. Because I was looking at his entrance video, and it may as well just go, Ireland. And usually WWE does this the other way around. More excellent backstage stuff with Lacey Evans after this, as she continued to recap her life story. And I can't do this justice. You just have to go and watch it. But my word, if we Treat this correctly. She will be the ultimate babyface, which was a really smart idea, again, especially because all this is true. Which meant we were finishing with our beat the clock challenges, and I just felt like this was a little short sighted. Well, you see, the first of these was Ronda Rousey versus Shotzi, and the green head warrior got murked in 90 seconds, which means she was caught up from the main roster. She started a tag team with Knox, Knox was released before they even got their championship match. Shotzi then turned hill, but Sasha Banks beat her up, and then she had a match against Rousey. And she lost really easily. She and I quit to the ankle lock in 1 minute 41 seconds, which means Charlotte then had to do the same to Aaliyah. So, of course, we got to 1 minute 41 seconds. Charlotte had her locked in the figure eight, but Aaliyah, she's a sprightly so-and-so. So, because she didn't tap at exactly that time, apparently... <laughs> She won. I don't know. I think that's what they said. Clay was then so mad, she went and beat up Drew Gulak, who, of course, was the timekeeper. So he was keeping time. And this was all about time. And I think the problem here is this. One, what do you win? What did Ronda get? She beat the challenge, but what? Does she go first in the match? That makes no sense. There's no need to do it. And also two, eventually this program's going to be done. Maybe you want to do something with Shotzi. Or maybe you want to do something with Aaliyah. And now people are going to look and go, well, why would you? They just a massive geek. So it just doesn't like a smart plan when you do indeed start to look into the future that's why i gotta give it a down which did bring us to the end of smackdown it's one of those episodes which worked for me because man the ups were really up but the downs you were like what the flubble sticks is going on it just kind of feels like we made roman reigns a wwe unified super champion i didn't actually have a plan however because i did have a good time i'm gonna give it an up